Thanks, Basil. I just want to give you a bit of an insight into the, the super coach spotlight with X and Dom. We're going to engage with our minds and our hearts. We're going to exchange ideas, thoughts, and even our energy. And to speak from your heart, you need to have courage. You need to be honest and authentic. We're not always going to get it right. And sometimes, you're not going to agree with us. But that's okay. Because just like you, we care. Just like you, we're passionate about the game. Well, Dom, we saw a conclusion to round 17. And uh, I must say from my own stands, it wasn't my favourite week of uh, Supercoach from the archives this year, mate. I'm um, pretty keen to get stuck into the bad news first and then hopefully uh, onwards and upwards from there, mate. Um, so talk me through it. What was the damage? Damage um, wasn't too high, mate. Um, I put up 23.60 and, and falling down to just below 5K. So rank 4,992. So we'll take top 5K still, Exy. And got two trades in the bank. And I guess it, it is a bit of news around Dunkley, which we'll touch on later, which makes things a little bit interesting, X. But losing losing a few ranks this week, not happy. Um, even though I actually did better than my captain this week, just a, just a down week for the squad. What about yourself? Uh, I slid a little bit too. I went um, back... 300 places to 2,500. Wasn't really what I thought was going to happen. I put up 2,483. Uh, probably uh, should have been 2,500. I had the captaincy on Neil and cowered it out of that decision and ended up taking Bont's VC, which cost me a little bit. But look, it's hard to be too upset. I feel like that was a pretty run-of-the-mill score this week. Uh, I've got four trades in the bank, so there's still some room to do something with that. Um, I'm looking to shake things up a little bit this week and um, and maybe move on my weakest player. So we'll um, wait and see what comes of that. Um, I guess to cap off some other housekeeping issues, Dominic, the captain's challenge. Do we have some results in from that one? I wasn't keeping close tabs on the weekend, I must admit. Absolutely. Um, obviously, we'll just touch on that X is a bit sick at the moment, so he's um, under the weather and, and not contributing too much in the admin side of things. So I'll, uh, I'll be going through <laughs> and crunch the numbers Crunch the numbers for us, actually. And, um, we'll run through the VC results first. So, fortunately enough, I've put up a VC average of 128.3. Uh, Some, something players, tells actually. me I might be in trouble then if it's a 128. That was a, a, a pretty solid search for the, for the VC. Um, and then we'll go over to your VCs, X. Um, you put up 108.6 average. Um, so, immediately going through that, X, I, I was safe. Um, and I think on Saturday night I was safe and I was I was actually feeling good for once when I was feeling I wasn't on the chopping block. So cross we'll, we'll head to the captaincy results X and, and we've got me 125.6. Uh oh. And then we head across to you mate. 117. Jesus still not a bad average for the captains. It's not good enough, but it's, it's I mean the V the V C was shocking for you, mate. I think mine was unreal. Over 125 average for both. Yeah, but Take you know, the, the VC, the VC, you pun. You either want it to be really, really good or just average. And I think, you know, I've got the average part down pat. 
<laughs> got, yeah, Tom Green one. Um, you know, he was the, your saviour the other week and he's um, also been your nemesis this week, XE. So do you think you'll be including him this week in the captain's challenge? Should have switched to Cogs. I, I might just steer clear of Giants players, to be honest. It seems too unpredictable at this point in time. So Josh Kelly put up 23, Dom. So how, how am I meant to know who's going to score on mm. any given week? Yeah, it can be a tough and a fickle team to play with with your VCs. Uh, I guess touching on, we both missed out on Friday night's VC of Goulden, which was a, a likely choice for many people, which probably saw a lot of people rise in the ranks, um, nailing that one, actually. So this week, we're definitely going to have it out before the Thursday game, aren't we? Uh, well, you're looking at me as if I will mess it up. So absolutely, we will. Who's, um, yeah, perfect. Who's playing? Just wanted to just put that on you. I'm just going to check who's playing Friday to see if there's... It's Bulldogs and the the Swans, so there's a lot of options. Absolutely irrelevant, those two teams, aren't they? Um, No, with the Bulldogs playing, Dom will absolutely have those out pre-Thursday night. Um, So looking forward to picking a winner in that one, hopefully. Exactly, mate. And look, in, in terms of that, you know, lessons are learned, X, and punishments are served. So... Walk us through what you're going to have to do, mate, and um, when's that going to appear on the Instagram? Well, it, it may not be this week the way I'm tracking. I'll be lucky to be still alive by Thursday, so I might get uh, might get the post up tonight with the captains just in case I pass. Um, well, I believe I believe <laughs> what we agreed on was a couple of wax strips. Um, for those of out there who don't know me very well, I've, I've had some shoulder issues of late too, so they're going to be on one side. Can't wait to Get have violin out, mate. Can't Jesus. wait to have a one-sided uh, wax chest. I think that's going to be a good look. I might might not even shave the other side. I might just leave it. So, look, what I what I did say is, um, you know, one wax strip on each side of the chest, and I said you had to pull them off yourself. But I'm happy, given the the shoulder injury, X, to extend the an olive branch and let someone else pull them off for you if that's the route you want to go down. Uh, we'll wait and see who I can consult into into that journey. Um, yeah, I don't know who well, I, I don't know who I, I don't see. To I don't see two wax strips. Is just all I'm saying. You know, after the chili challenge and the the ice bucket, yeah. I need to see two wax. There'll strips. be two wax strips. I reckon I'll time it in um, in time for Tuesday's post um, next week. Anyway, Tuesday's so, post. Yeah. Well, oh, so it, we're gonna run out a week behind your schedule. You reckon? Uh, it might be. It might be. We'll see how it goes. Um, I, don't, I just don't want to get people's hopes up and let them down, mate. So we'll uh, we'll, we'll keep it as a surprise. It'll pop up on the Insta at some point, um, just as your two initial ones have, mm. um, and mm. you can look forward to seeing me wincing in pain. It'll be just like every every game after footy when I take the shoulder tape off, really. So I should be well and truly used to it by now. Wow, um, you really are loathing um, tonight and, and a bit of self-pity for the X-Men, but look, it's okay, mate. I told you I was due to win one more than you were and, and that's that's sort of the outcome that, that did happen. So looking forward to seeing that the punishment served and I, I know you're a man of your word, Exy, so you will stick to it. Um, but I guess that brings us into the, the round, which was round 17X. Um, obviously, really good game to kick off with, first and foremost, Exy. I might almost argue it was the... Um, the, the, the match of the round X. What, what are your thoughts on that? Well, Dom, I did uh, catch a lot of this one. Um, and yeah, well, look, it was a game of um, it was a game of highs for me, to be completely honest. I didn't have a lot of people playing in this game. Errol Goulden was, um, was the main one. And, and luckily this week, I did not have the VC on Timmy Taranto or the captaincy, um, which made my life mm. and uh, my temper considerably better given... He had another down week, really. He's like, he's still getting plenty of the ball. There's nothing to worry about. And everyone, every man and his dog's got Timmy T, so it's not like um, you know, you're going to gain anything by getting rid of him. But 
Um, we'll, we'll start on the Tigers' side, Dom. There was, um, there was not a lot to report. This game seemed relatively low scoring um, across the board. Shai Bolton, uh, we've spoken about Shai a couple of times this year. As a pod, he's just got such a good ceiling, doesn't he? He just seems to be able to pull a 150 from nowhere. Um, and yeah, he was he was devastating. Didn't even hit the scoreboard, Don. Didn't even kick a goal. And, um, and yeah. still managed 158, which I thought was incredible. Um, you, you would have been keeping, keeping close attention on Shai. What did you think? Yeah, and actually he's rare you'd see him put up a score this big um, given that he didn't kick any goals, actually. So, a bit of a baffling one in terms of scoring-wise for me. Um, obviously, he had quite a few contested possessions being 17, so you can see, obviously, most of his scoring from there. Um, but I guess with him, you're probably thinking he's going to score well when Richmond are going well, X. And um, I don't think I'd pencil in too many more <laughs> of these performances out of us. Um, quite a fortunate game, given the, um, I guess, the early head-high uh, bump that Nank did on um, Lloyd, which has sort of brought the argument back for the red card. Actually, do, do you think red cards have a place in the game? Uh, it's it's hard to say. I, I'm, I don't I don't hate it, but at the same point in time, it's just going to be so hard to decipher accidental contact from deliberate contact, and we're going to end up with the same issue of, you know, what was intentional, what was unintentional, and you've got to decide that on the spot. So I don't know. I get, I guess the only criteria would be if you you know if you can cast someone then you're, you're automatically, like, red-carded. Uh, I'd, I'd be interested to see a trial. Maybe maybe we trial it and see what happens. I don't know if you can go down the route of, like, if you can cast someone, you're red-carded, because there's been, like, a few, like, you know, incidents when it just happens, like, a head clash or something like that. Yeah. Is it is it potentially that more, like, you'd go down the route of, like, someone reviews it, like, the, on the spot? And it, it'd, ha- it'd have to be. Worthy or not? It'd you have to I mean? be like, like that. And then, like, at the, next, at the next break, that's when they sort of go through it. Because, yeah, it, it is, it, like, in a game where there's so many grey areas, actually, you probably don't want to add too many more. I, I just think it's so, like, it's... I love the idea, I love the concept, but I think the execution of it will be very, very difficult, which makes me think maybe maybe we'd, we just got to stick with harsh punishments when you do the wrong thing. And mm. I think Nag got served a, a pretty reasonable punishment. It probably could have been a month, to be honest. Three weeks is, is fairly solid. I can't really see Richmond contesting that. I think they'll just cop it and move on. Dom, um, just before we move on from, from Shay as well, I know you said I wouldn't be penciling in too many more of these, but what if I told you that Richmond's next to uh, the West Coast Eagles and the Hawks? Maybe pencil in a couple more? Yeah, I'd definitely pencil in a few more, actually, but if he keeps up this form throughout the rest of the season, no. But again, look, this is something we can discuss a little bit later if with the Dunkley situation, is it a potential downgrade and then use that cash somewhere else? Oh, I can see that being a possibility if you really are into taking risks. And if that's where you're sort of at in the point of the season, we are all looking for pods, that could be something you toss up because you're going to get an extra score at least this week and get someone like a Marrick off the field. So I can understand that for sure. Um, but I guess outside of Shy Bolton, there's not really too much relevance on the Richmond side, as you mentioned. Um, Vlossen, a bit of a pod, slightly down game, not great. Um, but I wouldn't be touching any other Richmond players at this stage. Nah, I don't think, like, Dusty's, you know, he's done and, um, and Pressia yeah, I wouldn't touch with a 10-foot pole. And I think that's enough for us to swing across to the, uh, the white and the red. The Bloods. The Bloods, Dom. Well, obviously, I want to spend some time focusing on our man, Errol Goulden. Uh, he's featuring in a lot of teams, and uh, he's started this game like a house on fire again, uh, managed to hit the scoreboard like he has been most weeks. He uh, he's just he seems to go big go like he, he runs in veins of form, doesn't he? Like when he's good, he's good for three or four weeks, and then he just goes back to average, and then 
uh, he'll turn it around at some point. So hopefully he can kind of shape that trend and, um, and, and stay up for a little bit longer than he did last time. Uh, he had those runs of games, but um, he's just been fantastic, hasn't he? He has, and irony is obviously I think a lot of people would have picked him up at at, at four hundred and sixty kx, and now you look at him at, at six thirty, you're like, wow, like you know that's some considerable value there. And he has been like relatively consistent across the last you know ten weeks. There's been one bad game in the last ten weeks, but over sixty two, everything else has been really close to the the ton or well above the ton. So I don't think you knock him there. Um, but yes, it is tough because I think uh, similar to Toronto, man, I think a lot of people has him have him, don't they? Yeah, like he should he should be a lock in most people's team. Mm. I think he's like his last sort of three weeks have given everyone the the excuse to get him. But you know he's not in every team. I seem to be coming up against uh, opponents here and there that don't have Golden, and uh, it always seems to be a fun time. But he was the only Swan to to hit the ton in what was a pretty close contest. So that that to me was a surprising mm. stat. A couple of red balloons there though, actually in um, Callum Mills. Uh, that's a bit of a pass mark for him. A lot of people traded him in, um, given his role and, and that sort of stuff. And obviously not a, a huge performance, but um, you're probably taking that 99, aren't you? Given his price point and you know what he can put up. It hasn't given you any reasons to doubt just yet. Yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't, as you sort of said, it doesn't fill you with a ton of confidence because Chad Warner's not in this team still. So you're kind of hoping that Mills is really lapping things up while Chad's not in there. But 99, look, if that was... The cover you got from Mills, and or even if he was on your field, you're not going to be too upset with that score. Man, one of your premiums is always going to do worse than that every week, it seems. Um, on, the, on, the, on the blood side too, Dom, obviously the recipient of a, a rogue Toby Nankervis bump was Jake Lloyd. He features in your side. Uh, you obviously haven't been stoked with his performance uh, in the last sort of month or two anyway. bit upsetting to see him out for what looks to be only a week, hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. Especially when he's on track to probably put up a 120, 130 this game um, and then just gets, you know, absolutely knocked out and gone for a week and I don't have any cover um, in the back line apart from Ocean Mullen. So, fingers crossed he gets a game this week, actually. Otherwise, I'm in a bit of strife. It's not ideal. It's not ideal. I'm, I'm feeling your pain. Um, other news on that side, um, Lewis Malikin of the Pelican. Pretty good score from him in a low possession game with 69 and... Unfortunately, Sheldrick came rocketing back down to earth with 53 in what wasn't a, a great game from the standards we've gotten used to over the last few weeks. Um, outside of that, Dom, is there anyone that you wanted to touch on in this game that we haven't spoken nah, to already? No, nah, I reckon we pump through these uh, pretty quick, Exe, and, and really just get moving. So we'll, we'll head across to Western Borals and Collingwood, which was a pretty exciting f- brand of footy. Um, this game moved pretty quickly. The dogs came out to a really hot start, and then Collingwood just do what they do, and they just get over the line and, and win. Actually, they, don't, they just can't find a way to lose at the moment. They can't, and they just don't really look like they're going to lose most of the time. I, I know Bulldogs came out and and, um, and looked good early, but they never really looked like they were going to stamp Collingwood out of the game, and I think you have to do that if you're going to beat Collingwood. Otherwise, they just they don't lose tight ones. We've, we've grown accustomed to that fact. Um, let's start on the Collingwood side, Don. Nick Dacos, mm. his classic seagull self. We've just come to expect this. So there's been a lot of talk this week about him. Hang being... on, hang on. You're saying Seagull. He had 15 contested possessions today. Mate. Matt, I'm saying Seagull as in he'll go after anything. He's he's a hungry, hungry boy. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I think it's more of a pig, you know. Well, either way. I think he's sort of, I feel like he's he sort of upgraded. He's moved away from the Seagull and a bit more... Of a... Oh, no, that's, that's too early to say that. He's probably still... 
Seagull. Okay. I think he's still a Seagull. He gets a lot of cheap posies still. He might have had a better game on that front uh, this time round, but he still gets a lot of cheap ball. There's, there's a lot of talk saying that he's going to win the Brownlow, Don. Would he be your pick at this point in the year? He's a favourite at this point, isn't he? Um, obviously, there's a few rounds left to go, actually, but he's probably yeah out and out the favourite at this at this stage, and I, I can't see him not getting it. There's so much hype around him, and it's really important to actually have that hype around you because you know people are going to be looking for you, and it's just so damaging and noticeable in games. So I think um, huge chance for for Dacos to get the brown low, mate. Yeah, he does have. Who's some... your tip? Uh... I, I, like, I've been so big on Bont for so much of this year, but it, it's very hard to look past Dacos. It just depends. really just depends how many of Bont's votes get I mean, stolen. I just don't think that... Yeah. I don't think there's been as much um, featuring of the, the other Dogs players as there usually is. Like, Bont's actually been quite consistent, but we'll wait and see. I, I think it's, it's going to be closer than we think. Um, so, hopefully... Look, hopefully Collingwood don't win everything and, and Dacos doesn't get it. But if he did, it would be a pretty extraordinary feat. So, you know, that... I think you have to factor in the fact that, that the Collingwood have won so many more games as well. And, like, typically the vote to give it to the winning side, like, more or less, unless it's an absolutely outstanding performance on the, the losing side. But that's, that's probably a bit rarer than just the winning side getting most of the votes. So that helps his core, uh, his case as well, XE. So apart from that... Um, in terms of Collingwood, there's probably not too many relevant players that people have. I guess Jordan Goey obviously came back and, and went off pretty well with 113. Bit of a pass mark for him. He's a pretty good pod. Um, but again, do you trust him to not get suspended again or, or do something else? Not sure. Tom Tom Mitchell, actually, he's back over the ton, mate. And he actually only took 14, uh, 24 possessions to get there, X. 24. It, it seems unheard of that he could... Uh... Score so well possible? from such a low possession count. He, he must have, and the thing is, as you sort of said, he didn't. It's not like he had you know twenty four kicks. He had under ten kicks and still got there. So probably speaks to um, you know, speaks to what he was doing in the contest. Again, eleven contested possessions. That's uh, that's a pretty good count. Uh, but yeah, solid from him. Jordan Goya, as a, as you sort of said, I think you're only touching him if you have some um, salary issues within your team. Um, Outside of that, I don't think there's anyone too relevant. Darcy Cameron had another sort of down week, Dom, with 80. I think both yourself and, mm. and, and myself are Kenny lucky stars that we avoided him. Um, I was very convinced that he'd be a great pick at one stage just because I was worried about that, you know, that ruck tough. line. Back-to-back back really tough matchup, so. Um, and, and now they're over. I think he'll bounce back to the, to the Tarnexi. Um But, yeah, glad we didn't go in, that's for sure. I think that's all that of the news on the um, Collingwood side. Am I wrong in saying that? No, not at all. So the, the doggy yeah. side, Dom, we'll start with the ruck, uh, the counter ruck. Timmy English, he's just so good. It kills me every week that I don't have him, but I just don't know out of Briggs and Marshall who I want to move to him. So I'm just going to hold off for now. He was fantastic, as was Bond. Both of them putting up games we've come to expect. Your man, Caleb Daniel, Dom, you would have been excited to see him return to the to the ton list. I mean, yeah, so my, my strategy with um, just picking Western Bulldogs players is like, it's a real spray and pray um, strategy. Like, you know, someone's going to go good and someone's going to go bad. And Daniel's um, stepped up this week. But he had a huge game, 32 possessions and, and six tackles. Actually, in 103, I felt a bit robbed there, to be honest. You probably were a little bit robbed. He was down on efficiency compared to how good he typically is. But Collingwood is so good with their pressure game. I don't think any team has a great time scoring against them, even, even though dogs are so good at... And putting up scores against any opposition. Um, but yeah, look, he, he was solid enough. That's, as you sort of said, that probably a pass mark or, or maybe just below. Um, Dale was 
mediocre again, 92. I mean, I think if you pick Dale, you're probably getting used to that 95 to 100 average being what you're looking at for the rest of the year. Would that be sort of correct in saying? Yeah, I think so. I think he is capable of averaging 100, though. I definitely think he is capable, but I think, yeah, a safe um, estimate is probably around 95. Okay, fantastic. Um, Libba had a down game. I think we just palm that off to in, ineffectiveness. He, he just he was horrible early. I think he, he started to come good late, but he just couldn't find it early. And um, and McRae, he didn't uh, excite too much either. But I think once we see uh, the dogs taking on opposition that isn't Collingwood, uh, we're going to see a re- really big resurgence in this. And before we run away from the doggies, Dom, I just want to say that um, James O'Donnell, who actually probably had the best start to his career in any game that I've seen him play so far, was subbed out, and I was incredibly flat about it. Yeah, and subbed out with an injury, X. I don't think it was an injury, was it? <laughs> no, nah, it wasn't. He just sucks. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't an injury. I was, I was like, I can't believe we're subbing O'Donnell, but it's... Um... I guess another, another thing to touch on as well with, with the dogs before we move on real quick is Bailey Smith is absolutely lost at the moment. He was in a rich vein of form um, and sort of... Worked his way into mentions for a lot of teams in that forward location, um, super coach wise this year, and then he's just dropped off a cliff at the moment. And I just feel like the midfield mix is just not suiting him at all. He's just not getting a role that he does well in. Um, and just yeah, it's a bit of a puzzling one for me. Is there anything you have to, to weigh in on that situation? No, I, I did read an article. Um, like the the, the oh, media's is, been is that two weeks in a row? I read a lot of articles, mate. To, to be to be completely okay. honest, I'm, I'm a well educated fella. Um, Anyway, they're, they're looking, they're, they think he might miss this week um, and that's potentially on the mental health side of things. So the media's obviously been getting a hold of this story and, and going ham and, um, and Beveridge has come out and defended Smith um, unequivocally, which is what we expect of Bevo. He'll, um, yeah, he'll absolutely go into bat for his players. But yeah, it's, it's, I just feel like he's not getting that wing role and he's, he's trying to be a player that he's not necessarily comfortable with yet. So, you know, I think... As far as the role goes, I think they're just going to try and get him back into, you know, an area that he's comfortable with and, and can use his sort of running ability. So, sucks. If you went Bailey Smith as a pod, you're pulling your hair out at this point or hopefully you've moved him on. But, yeah, not ideal. I know plenty of people who um, took the pun on Smith because he was so cheap. Um, but that goes to show you get what you pay for sometimes um let's move on to what was another demolition job against the west coast eagles dom um starting with the west coast eagles who are you looking to trade in this week from the west coast side geez um Jaden hunt mate's really worked his way into conversations isn't he <laughs> well uh, it was a pretty thin list so i thought you might have gone with gov but he was obviously subbed off so i don't know yeah he's probably dead already so We'll see. I think maybe Duggan's are probably the safest option we could get in um, out of the Eagles XE. So, yeah, I'm uh, just battling enough having Marrick, to be honest. Just, um, yeah, that, that 44 this week wasn't super helpful for me, but I guess it's better than a zero. He, he's finding like 11 possessions. That's it's good enough in, in what was a pretty rough game for the West Coast. I'm, I'm just glad that he's in the side. I think similarly yeah. to me, we're just happy to see him out there every week. So, uh, it's a blessing in disguise. Um, there's not a lot of relevance on the West Coast side. We, no, nah, we let's just uh, chat so about the Lions, I reckon. Just, yeah, let's just focus on uh, the, the good scorers. Um, Will Ashcroft, God, is anyone still holding him, do you reckon? Oh, they can't be, actually, but they are. They, they 100% are. Um, like, it just, 
I don't think he had this sort of ceiling in him, but like, I guess against West Coast, anyone does, don't they? Yeah, well, that's true. Actually, now that you say it, the team of the round had Ashcroft in it somehow. So yeah, that just goes did. to show that you can sometimes fake it till you make it and uh, and end up, you know, with the win. He's actually... How many, how many percentage of teams do you reckon Ashcroft is still in right now? Oh, I couldn't see it being more than five. Well, you're absolutely... Like, you're so far away. As in heaps more. <laughs> It's thirty nine point four percent of teams, isn't? How? Yep, I have absolutely no idea. But if you uh, if you held Ashcroft, like uh, you're an absolute genius. You, you've seen things that, that we couldn't. I think um, what they've seen is not their computer screen for like at least a month or two, and they've just all the Supercoach app. Yeah. Given up on Supercoach entirely. Um, outside of him, Lock Neil, uh, who I spoke about earlier, was incredibly solid. One forty two. Should have had my C on him, but I am a coward. That hurt. Gunston was exceptional on return, but not super coach relevant. Don, six goals. That's quite a hole. Um, outside of that, McCluggage, he, he's um, he's really thriving while Dunkley and Zorko are missing games, isn't he? Absolutely. And he's taking that um, role he's been given with both hands. Obviously, Lyons comes back in this week, which I guess bodes probably not amazingly for McClough. I can see him getting thrown back to the wing when Dunkley does come back, just because I know he can play that role so well. Um, and there's not too many players can actually do that um, to the highest standard, actually. So it is it is good him scoring at the moment, but I think it could be a bit of a risk to, to take the pun on that. Fantastic, mate. And anyone else you wanted to cover off? I think that's pretty much everyone that I can sort of see on that. Um, yeah, I guess Jasper Fletcher had a, had a solid game. Um, 49, haven't been burnt too much by trading him in. Um, it's giving you a little bit of cover. But yeah, I don't think there's too much to chat about this game. This is just a, another West Coast performance, actually, and um, yeah, not, not going too well. So we move across to, to DWS versus Hawthorne, and this was actually a, a pretty cracking game, actually. I sort of enjoyed watching a, a fair bit of this. Um, I don't think... Um, Josh Kelly owners would have enjoyed any of this game, though, X. It's, I mean, it was not long ago that we were talking about a 160 and, and how maybe we need to consider this Rolls-Royce, I believe, were our words. But it's he, he obviously copped a hard tack. There's, there's no doubt about that. We, under, we understand that. But it's hard to fathom a guy of Josh Kelly's calibre putting up 23. It, that's just, that's an exceptional tagging job is what that is. Yeah, no, that was unreal. He was actually worn like a glove all day, that's for sure. Um, and who was doing the role on him? It was, um, it was Finn McGuinness, oh, the running machine. McGuinness, yeah. yeah. He was absolutely unstoppable and on his back shoulder the whole game. So that was impressive to watch. Um, in terms of that as well, I guess Tom Green had a pretty down game as well. He only had 17 possessions, which is pretty bad for him. But scoring-wise, 17 possessions and scoring 73 is actually not too bad for Tom Green. So I'm thinking it could have been worse on, on both fronts there. Oh, I was just, I don't want to talk about Tom Green. He's, he's cost me a couple of whack strips. Bit of a, and, and I'm, I'm bit of a, yeah, a bit of a sore topic. I'm not happy with the big man. Well, it's not sore yet, but it will be sore. And um, It will be. I might send him an email, just invoicing him for the Veet strips that I have to buy. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, actually. I'm looking forward to it. Make sure there's a lot of hate in that email as well and, and let him know what you've really, um, what he's really cost you at this point. Well, it won't be too much hate. It'll be appropriate. I don't want to affect his mental okay. health. But, you know, I'll just, I'll just oh, let him know well. that he's, uh, he's let me down. I'm just, I'm just disappointed in his performance. And if he could rectify it this week, I'll happily put the VC on him. So is that confirming he's, he's making his way back into the rotation? He absolutely won't be. Okay, oh, we'll just need to ask. Um, I guess the other relevant names in this game actually was um, Cornelio finally goes bang, um, 30 possessions and three goals. You're probably like, beautiful, that's a 150 score, Rexy, maybe 160. 
120, um, yeah, it's great. He's, he's back over the time next, but you'd probably almost be a bit disappointed in almost being, I'd say, a career-best game for Canelio almost. Um, oh, not really, because he almost put up a 200 a year or two ago. But like this season-wise, by far his best game and, and only putting up 119 points is a bit of a red flag for me. Bloody oath, you're disappointed. It, like You read that stat line, I understand he only went at 60%. Um, but that stat line for 119 seems ridiculous. Like, Shy Bolden, he went at 67%, Dom, and he puts up 158, didn't kick a goal. And then you look at Cogs, and he puts up 119, kicks three. I understand he didn't have the same amount of contested possessions, but surely there's not that big a difference between the two. In, in what was, it's not a blowout either. This is a tight contest. You, taste, you take Cogs out of the mix, Dom, and they lose this game. So... It's oh, it's just frustrating. It's like even when Cogs is going well, you, yeah, there's a big asterisk on it in terms of is this really the best that we can look at when Cogs plays well? Is one twenty the ceiling? We know it's not, but it it certainly seems that way of late. Um, another guy Dom that I wanted to touch on was Kieran Briggs. He was probably in the same sort of boat. I think I checked the both of their scores at three quarter time, and they weren't too dissimilar to where they finished. And I thought, wow, I'm on for some absolutely mammoth scores here and they just kind of fizzled. They just really didn't finish. Uh, I think that's, that's actually, I think that's wrong with Kieran Briggs. So I was looking at Kieran Briggs at half time and he was on 79 points and then I was looking at him with about 10 minutes left in the fourth and he was on like 85 and he got about three possessions in like four minutes and went up to 107. No, <laughs> so, he, was on, he was on 89 at three quarter time so I don't know what happened. He must have given away a few free kicks in that potentially or something. I don't know. He did it like, it does say he had three free kicks against so Maybe he just went on a run of poor ruck free free kicks. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think he potentially might have given a, a free kick or two away, um, potentially in the last, which brought him back to 85. But then yeah, he, he got up to 107 really quick in, in terms of that. And you can see his scoring potential. It's not red flags by any means, X. So I think he, his ability to get over the ton there um, is great signs. And I think he could have been on track. Well, he was on track for like 140 this game, wasn't he? He just couldn't quite convert that last half because... You know, it was weird. Ned Reeves sort of came out in the last half and dominated him, which was weird because the first half, Briggs was absolutely smacking him around. Yeah, look, it's, look you're not going to pull your hair out at 107. That's a completely okay score. And we move on to next week and see what happens. So it's it's fine from um, the big Briggs train and, and we're happy enough with, with that. Moving over to the Hawks side, Dom, there's probably not a, a lot of names now that are, are really relevant. Will Day... He's um, continued his reasonable run of form with a 107. Uh, anyone who's still holding Will Day, and I think there's plenty who will probably finish with Will Day, would be happy enough with that from uh, a lot of handballs and not a lot of kicks. Anyone else on that list that you wanted to have a word about? Yeah, Seamus. Seamus Mitchell, mate. Um, he sort of let us down this week, didn't he? 55 points. Um, I had him on field as well, and I was really keen to sort of get him to Sicily ASAP, but then I realised I had, do not have the cash flow because a late change to George Wardlaw um, and him and Mitchell not having a great game means I'm, I'm going to be a bit short cash-wise, X. Well, funny you say that, Dom, that he didn't have a great game, but you know what his game was worthy of? What was it worthy of, man? It was worthy of a rising star nomination. So it couldn't have been it couldn't have been that bad, or otherwise there were just absolutely zero rookies that played any sort of well, good football this weekend. I think the AFL is having the same problems as we have this season during Supercoach X. We're just really struggling to find any rookies of relevance. 
yeah, I'm inclined to agree. He did have the 20 touches, so for, you know, for someone like him so early in his career to be able to find so much of the footy, that's great signs. But I think we are coming to the end of uh, the Seamus ride, Dom, unfortunately, and um, a lot of people will probably be looking to cash him in and maybe attack his teammate uh, in this coming week. Yeah, exactly right. We'll, we'll chat about that a little bit later, but let's move on to the next game. St. Kilda take on the Ds. Melbourne ran away late for the victory, but the Ds put up a good fight given the early injuries they copped on the bench. Uh, Max King, obviously, out for the remainder of the season is not great news. Um, I think he's a super important piece for St. Kilda, and I think only going to get worse in terms of the points they give away to def- the defenders um, on the opposition for the rest of the season. So that's something to keep in mind, Exy. Um, who do you want to touch on first, the Saints or the Ds? Let's um, start with the Ds because I think the list is, is pretty short in terms of who we need to yeah. go through. Perfect. So in, in terms of, of the Ds, Stephen May absolutely went huge. You can see why his ceiling's massive. Um, he took 12 marks this game and just like it was a brick wall. He just couldn't get past him. So, I mean, it does you know generate some interest in terms of, of getting him in. But keep in mind, Saints have given up that many points to, to every defender this year. It's not something that you want to base too much form on, X. So I'd keep that in mind. Um, Christian Petrarca, I actually VC'd Bont this week, actually 123 points. And I was like, oh, my score's not going to be huge. I'm just going to gamble it and see if I can't get an extra 80 points. So I, I don't need them. Um, so I put my captaincy on Petrarca. Um, and then he walks out for this game, actually, and he's playing in the forward line for, for the most of the game and, and barely getting any time in the midfield. <laughs> I, was, I was like, oh, we're in trouble here. Um, but he started off and kicked a couple of snags really early on and, and just really bounced to 120. So can't complain, but I lost six points in that in that captaincy call there. So a bit of a disappointment there. Um, six, 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 four goals. six points and a sweat. That's what you earned out of this Yeah, game. six points and absolutely, yeah, not enjoying watching the game because I'm looking at his role. It was so bad. Um, but they actually do look better with him down there, ironically. Um, which might not be good signs for owners, Exy. The um, the injuries in this game really distorted the scoring. Like, there's a lot of really high scores, and then it just tapers off quite significantly. Like Max Gorn was down, yeah. Salem was down. There's really no one on that Melbourne side that we need to touch on. Um, Tajwa Woden played his first game, but didn't do anything of note. At least he found a little bit of it, I guess. But let's head over to the Saints side because there is some people that I'd like to talk about. Firstly. Good to see Rowan Marshall actually do something for me because he's uh, the last few weeks I've been up and ahhing whether I move him on to, to Timmy English, but this week he rewarded me for some faith. Yeah, it was finally a game for him, actually. Like, he got dominated in the ruck, but, God, he absolutely dominated around the ground. And coming up against two ruckmen, you'd think that's almost criminal to let that happen. They, they should... Like, what I'll say is the Demons experiment of having Gorn and Grundy actually makes a simple equation more complex. Like, they've got to figure out how to manage them both and how to keep them both in form, whereas it used to just be, you know, we know where Maxie's playing and then Jackson was just the, the fluid around him, whereas I think these guys are both genuine rucks and that's the issue that they're facing. But unreal from Marshall, 30 possessions, that's huge. Yeah, seven tackles, 18 contested possessions. That's uh, unbelievable performance. How's that less than Shy Bolton? That's my question. <laughs> yeah, that is a little bit criminal, isn't it? Um, and then, obviously, Jack Steele, mate, he's back. I think it's time to trade Jack Steele in, and he's going to be a great last-mid upgrade for me, X. What do you think? Well, how could you not be convinced? The guy's form line reads he's incredibly back. well. He's back. Everyone trade him in now. Yeah, absolutely lock. Um, but, yeah, no, it was good to see him actually bounce back and look to, uh, back to his former self in this game, actually. Um, 
but yeah, I'm not sure if it's it's something you continue on for the rest of the year by any means. Are you touching him? Are you, is he, are you considering him, or are you just putting a you putting a red line straight through? No, nah, the red line's been through him since sort of yep. mid season. If you yeah. if you're going Jack Steele, it's because you're incredibly desperate on money, um, and you you know this is the hail mary to try and resurrect your season. Um, but I wouldn't be convinced. He, he's shown us very very few signs of life, and and this is you know a little bit of the heart beat on. But I have a feeling he's going to continue to flatline in the next few games, which is unfortunate. But there's better options out there. One of those options could be Brad Crouch, Dom, who had a down game compared to his last few weeks, but you're not going to be too upset with 96, are you, from what was yep. a 27 disposable performance. And Jack Sinclair down slightly on his best of previous weeks with 96 as well. I don't think there's anyone else. Oh, yeah, it? the last one I want to touch on. I no, wanted, I've been no, saying this, his name for the last three weeks. Wayne Ganeen Miller. He's actually a genuine option. I skipped this guy deliberately. I skipped him Yeah, I saw that, and I'm not letting you get away with that. Um, but yeah, he's been really solid, XCR. I think he has potential to be a premium, that's for sure. And if you really are <laughs> cash-strapped, if you are cash-strapped, I can't, there's worse options in the defender um, category, that's oh, for sure. There can't be too many. Can't be too many worse options. But look, you've, you've, you've given interesting advice, Dom, and you're passionate about it, and uh, I don't want to take that away from you. But yeah, this was a good game from Isaiah, but if, if he's going to go out and he's going to have 33 disposals every week, I'll eat my hat. You eat your hat. Mm. All right, that's uh, we'll take you up on that. If he um averages a hundred from here on out, you eat your hat. <laughs> well, I'm not gonna commit to any more of these things. Oh, you can't. Come I've on, got, I've got you... PTSD about the wax strips already. But yeah, sure, mate, I'll do that. All right, perfect. We'll lock that in. Um, and I'll just clip that one for later. Actually, let's move on to the next game. Port Adelaide took on the Suns, in which which was a you know pretty good contest given the, the Suns got a bit of a, a slap and last week they've sort of come back and been pretty competitive in this game but Port Adelaide just keep winning as well and I guess in terms of Supercoach scoring wise it wasn't actually a huge game you would expect out of the Port Adelaide um, they typically score huge actually but down games for considerably every player um, across Port Adelaide you'd be a bit disappointed if you've, you've sort of got them all you would be. You'd be like it's hard to be upset with a team that's winning. Uh, what I'll say to Port as well, uh, along with the the W this game, they also got a coach kill. So that's um, an impressive performance when you uh, when you manage to kill off the head coach of the opposition. Uh, but yeah, you're exactly right. Really, no premium that most people are holding scored a ton on the on the Port side. Like very few people are going to have Finlayson and Ollie Wines. Very much, he'd be in less than yeah. Olive ones are too up and down, but yeah. but Rosie and and your man Butters, like, I'm I'm looking down the list. On where even is Butters? He's so far down. You can, yeah, you can barely speak to him. Yeah, no, that's uh, epitome of how my season's going, mates. Um, so we're sliding. It's um, he might be affordable soon for me. So we'll, we'll wait and see how that plays out. I'm eagerly keeping watch on him. Um, but I, I guess. Outside of that, Tom, we can transition across to some positive news on the losing side, um, which probably didn't expect this to be the case given they've been scoring so badly in, in losses recently. But Nori Anderson and, and Matty Rowell sort of bounced back a little bit, particularly our man Jared Witts as well. He was up there in the in the top earners of the Supercoach points this week. They were they were all pretty strong performers. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, and I guess Witts sort of puts his hand up for that, that ruck spot as well. Um, in terms of people who have Briggs, you, you could potentially upgrade anywhere, couldn't you? Buddy oath, you could. It, it, there's, a, there's a lot of options. So if Briggs does you know, turn down on form and, and hits that wall when it comes to his performance, then 
there's a, there's a lot of options that sort of jump off the table for you. There's a couple of other things. Took Miller returned from injury, Dom. It, it, it looked like he didn't miss a beat. He's just the true professional, isn't he? Came in with 20 possessions and a goal. Didn't score as massive as we thought he might, uh, but it is hard to have such high expectations to a guy who's missed so much football uh, in the last... I think he's missed the majority of the season, so poor that. You know, one thing that does pain me, Dom, is, is seeing Rory Atkins score this week. Mm. When I feel like if Stewie Jew had just played him in the same role, we could have seen a lot more of this. I think we could have seen, yeah, absolutely an average of, of 85 out of him um, for, the, for the remainder of the season if he plays a full game. Because he, he does put up 40 every time he's a sub and he plays a half game or, or less sometimes. So, yeah, he has the potential to be a bit of a C. Like, he is a C yell. You know, he gets absolutely zero contest possessions. But in terms of, well, I mean, he had one contest possession this game. So, that just puts it in perspective of his um, 26 but, like, yeah, he just scores well. He's just like a real Jake Lloyd operator, I reckon. Just let him do it. That's all I ever asked of Stewie Drew, and, and Stewie Drew would not allow but us. Is it, can I just question? So, like, you want him to let him do it. Is, are you the reason that Stewie Drew's gone? Do you send an email across and just say, hang on, look at the potential of Atkins. We need to get rid of Drew. I knew I shouldn't have sent that off the Supercoach Spotlight Gmail account. Look, what I tell Caroline <laughs> Wilson... Is none of anyone's business, least of all you or the listeners. So I, I'm, I'm not claiming that I was responsible for Stuart Jew. Was I the source of, you know, the sun's leakage? Potentially. Okay. All right. And uh, I guess in terms of that photo as well, uh, one of the boys in the footy chat said it looked like a bit of a eulogy photo, which I um, had a bit of a giggle at. Did you happen to sort of see that picture? <laughs> well, I had, to, I had to check the news stories first just to make sure I wasn't making a joke about a dead man. But luckily enough, Stuart Chew's just been let go. He hasn't, he hasn't died. So, yeah, it, was a, it wasn't the great, greatest work. I think um, I'm not sure if the, uh, the graphic designer at the uh, Gold Coast Suns was taking the mickey or, or whether or not that was a genuine attempt at a send-off but uh it didn't it didn't really go down too well did it <laughs> yeah you could be the next one on the chopping block xe i'll be honest with you <laughs> oh great well that's i don't that's why i don't attempt graphic design is it doesn't go down badly if you never do it so let's dive into the next game doma it was a windy affair uh we we played ourselves in similar conditions uh the day before this and it was probably the worst Worst conditions I've ever seen, eh? It was, it was blowing an absolute gale. Um, and it was probably slightly better for the Cats against North, but they were just simply too good. Yeah, no, nah, it's absolutely dominant performance from the outset. Obviously, North got off to a little bit of a hot start, but that dissipated quickly, X. And um, I did touch on last week, Duncan being an option. He just goes a huge this week. Obviously, weaker opposition. That's, that's always going to be the case, but he has that potential to score huge, doesn't he? He's got no issues finding the footy. Uh, his issues always have resided on staying on the park and, and that's the risk with Duncan. But like, like you say, Dom, if you, if you get into the end of the season and you know you want to risk it for the biscuit, you can start looking at a bunch of these players and go, hey, why not? I'll, I'll roll the dice, see what happens. Yeah, exactly. You get to a point where there's less games that you need them to get through and you can sort of trust them to get through potentially five games. Um, but we'll see how that goes, Exy. You know, it's not something I want to touch, but Tom Stewart um, is in my captaincy selections, Exy, and he went pretty well again, mate. He just seems, to, as I mentioned last week, you don't need to watch him. He's just going to put up a good score. Yeah, he's off the Christmas card list. He's cost me a couple of hairs on my <laughs> chest, so I'm uh, not, not too pleased with Tommy, but he can stay in the team because he's a good man. Um, yeah. There, there wasn't a lot of other people on the Geelong Ocean Mullins, probably the other yeah, one. Yeah, it's a long way down the list before we see... Uh, 
Osen Mullins name, Dom. He did get 11 touches, which is pretty high for him, but 38 points is, uh, is nothing to smile about. No, nah, it's not, but I might need him this week, so fingers crossed he holds his spot, XE. Otherwise, I might be copping a good old donut. Another guy, Dom, that uh, is a potential risk but reward player, uh, Luke Davies, Uniac, LDU. He really bounced back from injury and, um, and showed us that he, he can be a premium if he's able to sort of stay on the ground. Yeah, I don't think anyone's ever questioned his ability to be a premium. Actually, he's obviously shown those games throughout this season um, between his injuries. So, yeah, again, one gambling on. But if you get to that point of the season, as you said, you only need sort of five, or as I said, sorry, you only need five games to sort of get through. He's somebody you can look at for sure. Absolutely. And um, and other names on this list are pretty thin. Uh, Cooper Harvey debuted, um, which is pretty exciting. Yeah, there's probably like a couple more, I guess. Taron Thomas, a little bit of a down game, 76. Um, but you're not too disappointed with that. You know, he, it was a tough sort of match for them. And in, in easy opposition, you can see him scoring better. Um, and I guess Jack Zebel copping the sub was actually an interesting one. What did you think about that? Jeez, there's been so much chaos coming in late into games recently. And I've, I've managed to avoid a lot of it. But this was just another one of those ones that you just sit there going, is someone monitoring Supercoach and just tweaking, you know, players to just screw everybody over? Because, like, where does that decision come from to just make Zeeble yeah. the sub? Like, he seems like the most ineffective sub player ever. He's not a quick, high-impact player. He's just reliable. So, yeah, I don't know. That was that was a really strange move for mine. I think, fortunately enough, is that Jack Zeeble owners, he's likely to probably just get back his spot this week with Griffin Logue being done for the season with an ACL. Um, so that might be a quick little turnaround in terms of being put in jail to back into the, the super coach freedom of, of, of a starting spot actually um i guess the next one i chat about is probably your man that you're still holding um harry sheaves will actually he's put up a couple of dud games lately how are you feeling about him yeah well look my argument with sheaves is like from the start has always been like you know don't trade sheaves unless he's your biggest issue well i must admit dom this week sheaves has become my biggest issue he actually is probably the weakest player in my team and I'm looking to trade him out. I'm looking to upgrade him to maybe the likes of a Sicily or a Luke Ryan, probably a Sicily. Um, I think it's just time that if, if you can make moves and you still have trades in the bank and, and you can get him to someone who is a little bit more reliable and maybe a little bit older and a, a little bit less likely to hit the rookie wall, uh, now's a good time to go for it. So I'm, I'm encouraging people to, to make that decision you know, sooner rather than later now. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. I guess the last to mention is obviously Wardlaw um, had been a bit sick, actually, um, and they just didn't want to risk him playing him under Dunn, so they've, they've let him miss this game. I'm not sure if he'll play again this week, depending how he pulls up, but that's that's the main reason why he missed. Well, it's relatable, mate. It seems to be going around at the moment, um, hence why I sound like a broken record, mate. But that leads us to the I mean, game. You of... always sound like a broken record, so oh. that's why you sound a bit you know, sick. Anyway, you've interrupted me, mate, as I was about to transition us across to the game of the round between two top eight teams. It feels good to say that. Uh, the Dons... That is a weird thing to say. It, it feels weird to say. Actually, I'm not sure Adelaide are still in the eight. They might, we might have, might have knocked them out. I'm not sure. Yeah, um, they're, they're ninth. Oh, well, that sucks to be them. Anyway, they were, they were both top eight teams coming into this contest. Um, there had to be a winner. There had to be a loser. And luckily, it went the right way with the Dons taking the chocolates in what was an absolute shootout at Marvel. Yeah, you, you enjoy this one? I absolutely loved it, mate. Uh, Merritt, um, he, was, 
he was just absolutely dominant. God, he finds so much of the footy in the roles that he's been playing the last few weeks. I think I really need to bring him into the VC selection. I just wasn't confident that the Dons would be strong enough to get the job done against the Crows, which is why in my captaincy selections I loaded up on Rory Laird and Jordan Dawson, which, although decent, were not good enough to uh, get me over the line, which has proved incredibly disappointed. I was happy with a push, but it wasn't to be. Um, so 136 from Merritt, we're obviously stoked with that. Nick Martin bounced back after a quieter week the other week, Don, to, to get 127. Two goals, he did a bit of everything uh, in his affair on the wing. He's got to be in the All-Australian side, doesn't he? Nah, mate. He's an actual winger, so I don't think he's any chance. Yeah, he'll probably... But, I mean, on, pa- on a paper, he should be. He absolutely is at least the second best winger in the comp, if not the first. So let's hope it goes that way. Parrish, Dom, I wanted to pick your brains on Parrish because I'm, I'm a big advocate for Parrish. But people say I've got the blinkers on, the Essendon blinkers. I wanted to ask someone external to the cause. Would you touch Darcy Parrish? Is, is he someone that could entice you? Well, it's tough, isn't it? Like, he's at an okay-ish price point, what, 582k. So he's just above that premium price of 550 but not that uber premium price of 600 um I, the dons have a really easy run home x i i guess this is the reason why i would be keen on it because they come up against some pretty weak opposition um for majority of their games and i can see them scoring quite well against the likes of you know sydney west coast even geelong's midfield x isn't that strong um and then also north melbourne gws Collingwood's midfield is not super strong either. Um, so I can see that being a, a reason why. And, and if you can trust him to be on the park, yeah, I think he's not a bad option by any means. He does um, He does typically lap it up against Geelong as well, doesn't he? Like he, he, yeah. he um, The country game, I believe, between uh, Geelong and Essendon, he had like 40 disposals and three goals back like, two years ago. So, yeah. Yeah, he's got 190. He, um, he can do it. So, yeah, I... I I'm growing to the idea of him being a really good option. I just can't find a way. Maybe I'll trade Tom, Tom Green to Parrish the way Green's trading me lately. Yeah, look, it might actually be the worst idea if you have enough trades to do that. Um, I can see Green dropping off a little bit of this season as well. Um, just his fitness-wise, it, it could potentially be dipping XC And, yeah, I think it's time now or never to take the punt on players like this. Yeah, well, it's, it's probably not something I can do. Yet, uh, I've got two trades in the bank after this week, um, but they're probably not quite luxury trades as yet. We'll wait and see. Maybe in a week or two's time, I'll, I'll pay a little bit more to get him. We'll wait and see. Um, otherwise, on the Essendon side of the fence, Tom, there wasn't a great deal of news. Ridley gave us all a really big scare that it might have been you know, along the lines of an ACL, but luckily it was just a hyperextension of the knee and he could be back as soon as this week. I think, they'll, I think Essendon will just choose to not play him they'll just err on the side of caution and he'll miss um and yep. and phillips also got rubbed out in the last minute of the game Dommy put a bump on o'brien and, and that's going to see him miss as well so what should have been dominance for Essendon in the ruck which geelong typically are happy to give up they might actually go in with the the best ruck division which is strange to say for a side that's so weak in that area that is an interesting contest. Who do you think gets up for the ruck for the, the Dons? Is it Wiedemann? They just chuck in there and say, good luck, no, go to town? We, we have a third, Nick Bryan. Uh, he'll come in. They've been trying to get games into him, so he'll come in and play. And um, Wiedemann, God, he's been playing so bad. He He's lucky to be in the side at the moment. 
it might almost get him into the game a bit though. Actually, just throw him in there and just say go to town, you know. And he's actually getting around the footy rather than just being, you know, neglected down there in that forward line somehow. Even though you guys won the game. Yeah, well, he did have two hitouts, so that was pretty solid from him. Um, but I, I just can't see him being, you know, our premier ruck, which he won't be. Um, anyone else that you wanted to touch on, Dom? Obviously, Redmond had another mm. sort of down game, but I just don't think there's too many other players that are screaming out, select me in in the Don side. No, the Dons, I think that you've covered all the, the relevant ones there. So we head across to the Crows, actually. We've got our mainstays at the, at the top, actually, and haven't let us down too much this season. That's, that's Jordan Dawson and Rory Laird. Um, 127 for Dawson, 117 for Laird. Um, not too bad, not complaining. I guess that the one that worries me, actually, is probably Ben Keys. Um, I've traded him in, he scored 82, and you're like, yeah, it's not too bad. But if I'm looking at the percentages of the centre bounce attendance, actually, the last two weeks, he's put... 3% up against North Melbourne and then 6% up against Essendon. Now, I, I think that could also be because you guys don't have anyone that's worthwhile tagging um, hey, in hey, terms hey, of hey. the centre bounce attendance. Um, that might have been what he's done there and, and obviously North Melbourne in a similar vein, actually. So this week, I'm, I'm hoping he gets a bit more. Um, it's a little bit of warning signs for me as an owner, but I mean, I can't do anything about it. It is what it is and I've, I've made the call. Um, 82 is not the worst score ever for a forward, but... Yeah, it's a bit of a warning warning bells going off at the moment. Yeah, well, do you, do you know what I actually decided to do with Keys? They decided our most dangerous player was um, was Mason Redmond. I know now. I know Redmond popped up for the first goal, but it's just such a strange idea to play a negative forward role on Redmond to try and negate his influence. So, I was like, for for someone who doesn't own Keys, but I was actually pretty impressed to see him get to the score that he got to. He knows. He yeah, knows how to find the snags footy. Helps. Yeah, a couple of snags definitely helps, but he just gets in the right areas and he just yeah he just finds a way. So yeah, if I had him, I wouldn't be too worried. I don't think there's going to be too many more roles where he has to play on a half back. So hopefully that's an exception to the rule and we see him bounce back next week. Absolutely, actually, I think that brings us on to the the final game for the round, and and there's a lot to touch on here and a lot of stuff. Um, a few bones to pick, I'd say, with, oh. with you, um, and that is the Supercoach Player of the Round X, which means the highest score of any player of the round, and and who do you think that goes to? Who, who's your guess? Uh, Matt Johnson. Uh, it's, a, it's a man who you're not so supportive of. I would have thought. Ah, uh, that would be um, Michael Frederick. All right, stop beating around the bush, mate. It's Luke Ryan, 168, absolutely dominating this performance in, in the back line. It was down there plenty enough with the flag mental um, getting destroyed by the Blues, XE. And he's just screaming out, pick me, I think. And But the problem is, right, if you don't have him, you've already missed all these huge scores throughout the season, X. I know, I know, what you're, I know where you sit in, in this argument, but does this week change your thoughts? Well, I've been absolutely negging him for the last... Yeah, you've been death-riding him. You've been like Luke Ryan has absolutely no place in my side. Well, since, but... since, since round eight, you know, he's, his scores have not been overly impressive bar the, you know, the 143 put up against the Dons when we went over there and shat the bed. But this is a pretty impressive performance, Dom. But I think it comes back to what we've spoken about previously. We watched Frio's form turn because they started playing a different way. They started really, you know, executing a game plan that wasn't as slow and wasn't as stagnant. And then they went right back into their shells this week against Carlton. And what happens when Frio play badly? Yeah, he's going to score really well. And I guess over the last um, 
few games. They've got probably half hard games and half easy games. Um, so it does sort of... Oh, it's just over half hard games. The ball's going to be down there a fair bit, X. So I think it's not the best. It's not the worst play to get him in because you just know he's ceiling so high and he just takes inset marks. He uses the footy so well and he's just probably... I think he might be a top six back, actually. He's uh, he's definitely going to be a top six back. Unfortunately, uh, I'm I'm willing to admit I got that one wrong. Um, really? Yeah, he's he's going to finish in the top six. There's no doubt about uh, it. Yeah, no, that's not too bad. And then below Darcy, um, I sort of mentioned from this year, this point out, he could be the, the top or well, the second top rock, and he's um, sort of proven me right so far with 58 hitouts and 145 super coach points in this game, and absolute dominant performance um, against Carlton. But I guess Carlton's rock. Matchup at the moment, it's, it's pretty easy, isn't it? You couldn't get much of a, a better matchup for a ruckman out there. Like you got US Lewis Young and Silvani. That's that's the dream run for any ruckman out there. Yeah, no, it doesn't get much easier than that. Xy, um, Brayshaw, pretty okay game. Pass mark, hundred and seven. Um, Hayden Young, hundred and three. Youngsters seems to be going okay this year, but it's not really pick me category. Caleb Sarong, slightly down with 90 in this game, but the possessions were slightly down this week, actually. And guess what? His efficiency does remain relatively consistent around that 50% week in, week out, doesn't it? Yeah, because why hit targets if you can miss them? You know? no. um, do you reckon he gets rubbed out, Dom? I know Freo are challenging the band. Do you reckon it gets overturned? I reckon it gets overturned, actually. Okay, there's the hot take from, from Dom there. And, um, yeah, it's it's interesting... In this game, one thing that I found quite funny, Dom, is Matty Johnson, they held his name up on the boundary for a while. He did a few stupid things. He gave away a 50 that resulted in a goal. And I think in his head he knew he was going to get subbed. So he just took ages to get to the bench. And when they finally got him there, he's shaking his head and got subbed off. And I just thought that was hilarious. So to all you Matty Johnson owners out there that are still holding on to him, please get rid of him. Move him on. Yeah. No, I think that's absolutely the case. But I, I do really rate the play that you mentioned there. I think it's a, it's a really good strategy. If you know you're going to be subbed off for an extended period of time, make sure you do milk the clock because you make sure you get as much time out there. Um, but in terms of relevant Dockers players, I think that wraps it up. So we'll head across to the Blues and, and Sam Walsh has finally shown a bit of form. In which I thought it was an absolutely dominant performance in how he played in this game. And he just was everywhere and his running patterns were fantastic. I know his possessions weren't huge. We had 32, but I thought he might have you know, been pushing about a 130 or 135 this game. But I'll take the one the 119 X, I'll be honest with you. I'll take it. It should have been higher. I think this is similar to the COG scenario. It, it, it just should have been higher, but it wasn't. It is weird though. Like he has, a, like I guess, a similar stat line to Cogs. He has one more possession, but the three less goals, um, and scores the same. <laughs> yeah, true. He, he was a little bit too hand pass happy, but you know that is what it is. Walsh, he's he's starting to turn that form, Dom, and and when he gets going, the Blues get going as well. So, as a Walsh owner, I'm sure you're pretty happy with you know how things are going, and he's trending upwards, which is really good. Yeah, he's trending upwards while my team's trending downwards, that's for sure. Um, but we won't complain. We'll take any little win we can get. Cripps has actually been pretty solid of late X. And is he forming an argument for you at all? No. Nah. No, nah, he can't be fair. But you said, you said if the Blues are back. And I, I'm arguing they might be back. I mean, he's under 500k. So if we're, if we're speaking to absolute bargain basement people... Actually, here's, here's one I'd like to throw at you. Who would you pick between Steele or Cripps if you had to get one in because you you know you were stuck yeah, for Crips. cash? 
Crips. Crips. I mean, Crips has averaged 100 over like the last three weeks, or turned up at least over the last yeah. three weeks. And I think I'm back. Blues that's a bit of form that I need to see. You know, that's all I need to see. Get him in. This week will be, you know, a really big test for them. So we'll be, you know, tuning in to sort of see how they perform against the top of the table port. And, um, yeah, and if they can hold up against them, you're absolutely right. Maybe that's the reason, you know, people should start considering getting on the Cripper train. Yep, don't mind it, don't mind it. Doherty continues to his solid form. Mine actually 112. You're absolutely thinking he might be sneaking into that top six back as well. Yeah, I think he gets mid-status as well next week too, potentially, um, if the DPT... I, mean, I don't think that really helps his relevance though, does it? I mean, it helps, you guess, your team flexibility to move players around, doesn't it? If you had Dawson in the mids, it might be you know more of a decision to maybe get him, I don't know, but yeah, probably I don't not. know how that helps you though. You could just loop him for fun, couldn't you? Yeah, I guess um, the other thing's come with this game, Chair 111, pretty solid, really good pod to get in, and I think that's a slightly down game for him. So look for him to bounce back to 120-plus, maybe not this week, but a few weeks after that, pretty easy draw for a couple of weeks. Um, but the rookies actually in this game, um, noticeably for Carlton, Lockie Fogarty, pretty solid performance of 85. You're pretty stoked if you got him in. You'd be absolutely stoked. 85's a great score um, from, from any rookie. Uh, I know they're sort of mature and you know not on the same mm. level, but... 167k, 85, yes, please. Absolutely. Uh, and then cutting him, not too bad with 63. Um, but yeah, that probably wraps up everything in what was round 17 next. And is there anything else you want to touch on before we move on to the next segment? I know we've, we've actually gone on the same page this week. We've run through the script a little bit more and it's flowed a bit better. But is there anything you want to touch on before we move on to the next one? No, I'm pretty keen to... Uh, what, what did you want to dive into first? Did you want to sort of run oh. through target players this week? Th- I thought we just. I thought we said we got on the same page. Yeah, well, I just wanted to disrupt that because I uh, didn't want people to think we put too much effort into this, the script this time. I will say to everyone out there, Dom did manage to send me a you know a rough template guide for us today, so that actually has helped me understanding where the hell he wants to go with this episode. Uh, and and according to that template, mate, where are we off to now? Yeah, well, it cuts off here, so I was kind of relieved. It cuts off here. Actually, uh, so we've obviously lost the captain's challenge, and it's been a little bit weird since we sort of started this challenge, actually. Like, prior to this, it felt like we were pushing a lot, you know. It wouldn't just be a, a draw, and there wouldn't be any punishment. But then it felt like as soon as we put some punishment on the line, um, it's been an outcome more often than not. It's been a bad result, to be honest. I think we were both probably hoping for a few more pushes. Um it hasn't happened. Everyone loves a push. Everyone loves a split pot, you know. It's just it's like everyone loves a chop. I, I would like more of them. I, I think we need to really find ways um, to make that happen, but it's not happening and uh, it's, it's scaring me. But, you know, I, I think um, is, this, is this where we get into the Shark Tank pitches, Dom? Is that, is that where we're going next? Oh, like... <laughs> Take a hit, mate. Absolutely. This is where we go. Alrighty, well, did you want me to kick things off or did you want the man? Well, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink it, actually. And you did kick off last time, so I will go first with my idea. Beautiful. um, And let you take the the second pole position. Um, So, my idea is actually a little bit of spin off on your idea of of the other week, Hexy, which is chucking some cinnamon in the mouth. Um, So, that's going to be... So, you chuck some cinnamon in the mouth. You're an avid Essendon supporter. I'm an avid Richmond supporter. Now, it's going to be you chuck the cinnamon in your mouth and you're going to have to sing. If you lose, you're going to have to sing the Richmond song. But if I lose, I'll sing the Don's song. Great. That, that, sound? that sounds awful. Um, it does. It's almost, 
like so embarrassing singing the song. But um, but yeah, that, that's my idea. Tigers do have a good song though. It's iconic. So yeah, it, um, it is. You'll enjoy singing it when you lose. I won't be able to sing it if if I know anything about cinnamon. Well, look, you know, I think I'm going to be feeling the pain a little bit after you know I complete this uh, these wax strips, Dom, and I'm not going to be too happy about the new look. So I I want to impart a little bit of pain, maybe back your oh. way p- potentially. So. I was actually thinking, um, I, I've, I've heard you've had some, some issues with mice out in Lara. I was thinking that potentially you could stumble into one or two of them yourself. Uh, and if you were... What, mice? No, mice trap. Oh, the trap. Or I should say mouse trap. I don't think there is plural for mice, is it? Mouse, mice. No, there is mice. Um, yeah, so I was thinking... I was undecided as to whether I should do one or two because I just realised that I could possibly lose this as well. So I'm just going to say one mouse trap, Dom, but I want uh, I want three fingers to, to be in that <laughs> mouse trap. I think the more fingers in there, the safer you are. Right, two fingers then. Yeah, well, because like I think it's like the you know when you put your you know your foot on a bed of nails because it's like further like more surface area it's better for you. Okay. I don't know. That's well, just my logic. But the problem like is the problem. The problem is the mouse trap that I have here. I think it's gonna break my finger. <laughs> like it, it is a strong mouse trap. Well, the one I have uh, here is is absolutely on the same level, mate. It's yeah, it's heavy grade. Could could be disguised as a rat <laughs> trap, really. Um, I, yeah, I know you're trying to get out of the rest of the footy season next, but this is a real interesting way of going about it, mate. Just trying to do the, the old broken finger. I uh, can't play anymore. No pain, no gain. I've always said that. Jeez, okay. That's um on the fence. Obviously, we've got two completely different ideas. One's pain, one's embarrassing. Um, gee, what, what, what are we going to go with? Um, look, I'm probably more inclined to go with the cinnamon just because I think it would be funny. Um, I, I do think uh, getting a mouse trap snapped on your fingers is also going to be funny, uh, but I think the attempt at trying to sing the same th- the theme song. Well, I can't even speak about the um, the song. Yeah, but... I think the uh, the attempt at singing that will be pretty bloody funny, particularly when you can't breathe. Yeah, okay. That kind of does sound like the coward's way out, actually. So let's... Well, I've got an idea. Let's put it on the Instagram. We're going to make a poll on the Instagram um, and we'll just commit to whichever one gets higher and we'll just lock that in, whether that's over the weekend, but we know it's going to be one of the two. It's just whichever one polls higher on Instagram and we'll put that on our story when we release the, the captains this week. What do you reckon? I don't mind it, mate. I don't mind it. Well, I, yeah. I, reckon, uh, I reckon there'll be a couple of votes either way, so it'll be an interesting contest. Yeah, no, we, we do love a tight contest, so we'll see what happens. And um, I'm sort of praying that we do get the song one because my finger's um, a bit scared of that mouse trap, actually. <laughs> well, look, I've got something else to get through, so my mind's well and truly uh, on the Vite Wax trips and hasn't ventured forward from that yet. So one, yeah, one hurdle great. at a time. Day by day, we take it day by day, week by week, game by game, um, all those cliches we'll chuck in there. Um, but that moves us on to the next segment, and I'm just going to say what it is before you embarrass yourself trying to work out what's going on. Um, so we're just going to run through trade options and injuries and, and concerns for the week, and I, I guess we'll just start at a really logical start point, which everyone has, and an issue which we're all going to have to sort of work through, which is Josh Dunkley ruled out for this week, X. Um, so he's going to be missing two total. That's what they've said. They said it's going to be one to two, um, but it, it does. We've it feels like deja vu with Clary, doesn't it? It really does. I, I mean, I think when we th- we we look back, 
I know certainly speaking for myself as well, I never really saw it being one week. Like when they said one to two, I was like, I looked at the opposition and I was like, they're going to smack West Coast. So they're probably going to err on the side of caution and rest him for two anyway. The issue is, and what we've seen from, you know, the Curry incident is we've, we've all got a bit of PTSD, Dommer, when it comes to people being out for an allotted period of time that turns out to be, you know, significantly longer than expected. So... God, if, if we get to next week, it's a, it's a hold for me this week. There's no doubt about that. But if it gets to next week, you end up having cake on your face, don't you? The thing is, right, he's like, yeah, it's a hold this week and, and, and he comes back next week. But if he if you hold this week and he misses next week, you, you have to hold again. Like, you can't trade him next week. You know what I mean? Because you've already copped that score. So if you're going to trade him, it has to be this week. Yeah, but like, who are you trading him to? That's my big question. Nick Martin, mate, get him in. Nick Martin, Zach Butters, if you don't have him potentially, but there's not a yeah, just not Ben Keys. There's not a lot of great options. Like, like I think that's a really good example there. So if you know, if you were going, I don't know, maybe like a, a Dunkley down to let's say you when a shy shy Bolton. Don't hate the shy Bolton call because I think he could have it. Like if you have a heap of trades, God, I don't, I'd almost suggest going for that. Imagine if you could just go to shy Bolton if, and then go back up, if you have to. You free up 104, 160k cash, and that could be enough to sort of leverage an upgrade elsewhere as well, actually, and finish off your side. And then if you have luxury trade, that could be a luxury trade. Back, no, it's you hard could, to get Dunkley back could, in. Well, you could so. almost, yeah, but Shy's going to go on. Like if he gets anywhere near to what he did mm. on the weekend, he could be right up there in price as well. He needs to do that for three weeks in a row. He's got really two bad games in his cycle of a 56 and a 63 prior to this one. Um, and we do obviously have like West Coast and Hawthorne. So if he puts up big scores there and then goes big against Melbourne, yeah, he, he could be close. You're right. But yeah, look, I, I think if, if we're putting um, you know, a black and white choice on it, I'm just going to go with a hold. I think you've, you've come this far. Just hold again. Brisbane still need to keep winning to, you know, to maintain that top four position and make sure they get a home final, which they'll absolutely be keen on. So um, hold and see what happens. Yeah, normally I like to go good cop, bad cop, um, but I'm actually going to have to stick with you on this one, Exie, and, and say hold as well. Um, I'm pretty confident given their ladder position. They've sort of given him you know, the leeway of an extra week to get him up considering they're really keen on a really deep finals campaign. So that's obviously come into decision-making, but it does get to a point you know, in the last five rounds they need to get him back because um, they obviously want to get him on the park and, and get that team structure finalised for that September run. So I think precautionary obviously misses this week, but I think he'll be back for the Hawthorne game. I agree with I'm, you. I'm hoping. I'm, I'm fingers crossed. The issue is it's against yeah. Hawks and, and they might think, well, we're probably going to win this one anyway. But the, the Hawks you can't take too lightly and they did um, they did lose to them as well. So you've got to be careful every game in the AFL this year. Um, in, in terms of trade targets, Dom, is there anyone that you've really got your eye on as you know a must-have in this late aspect of the season? Well, I wanted to mention, I guess it's the, the, we'll touch on the easy topic first, which is like downgrade options, Exy, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, some cover. It's so thin at the moment. There's no one you really want to get in. The, the only one that I can think of, Exy, that looks like a, a relevant choice and at a decent price point too, which is, which is super important, and that's Cooper Harvey. Mm. Um, he'd be the only one that I'd probably potentially touch. Are, are you in tenants to it? Like, are you inclined to agree with that? I'm absolutely inclined to agree. I know a few people went early on Cooper Harvey um, as soon as he got named, just because they needed someone um, when mm. they were making trades. And, and he he was fine. He looked like he 
was ready for AFL level. But it's not even that. It's just that there is no one else. One thing that I did see this week is they think Corey Wagner from Frio is potentially a chance to come back, just given what sort of happened at Frio, the injuries they have and who's unavailable. So maybe keep watch on that and see whether um, Wagner finds his way back into that side. But if he doesn't, I think it's a no-brainer. You just stick with uh, Harvey if you do need the cover. Otherwise, those 102K rookies with dual pause status, they don't look too bad either. Yeah, I think um, Cooper Harvey obviously got forward and mid um, DPP, so super handy on that aspect too. Obviously, 20K better and can give you a little bit of cover. So, yeah, he's probably someone that I'd look at um, if I was going to look to upgrade this week. Um, but, yeah, in terms of trade targets, there's no, there's no real downgrade options, as you mentioned. So, it is either Cooper Harvey, I'd say, um, or Wagner, if he gets named, you could consider that. Um, but otherwise, it's, it is those 102K players that you mentioned with dual position to sort of swing around um, the active players you do have on the bench. But trade targets outside of that ex-primos, who are you looking at getting in and finalising this side? I think everyone's looking in one direction in the back line X this week, and that's a very logical one that people were thinking about, and that's Sicily. Um, what are your thoughts on Sicily? What are you going to do? Where's your head at with that? Well, I mean, it's not a huge price tag. I, I noticed that as soon as I went to trade Chisel to Sicily this week, I was like, holy oh, wow, that's a lot of cashola. But he's, he's an exceptional player. We know how big his ceiling is, and... You know, he gets the role he wants to get in the Hawks side. Like, there's no one else that plays the same way he does. There's no one else who controls the air the way he does. So, I'm I'm inclined to bring him in. Uh, I was choosing between Ryan and Sisley. They're really the only two people in the, you know, the defensive sphere that I wanted. Um, and I don't feel like I can go Ryan just because of the absolute grilling I'll get from you. So, I think um, Jay Sis is coming in. Yeah, I guess the thing to mention as well is his huge score of 172 against the Saints um, in three games. Like they can't get the Saints again, so you'd think he's um, likely for another big score there as well, X. Yeah, and no Maxi King either, so you know, their forward mm. line will be undersized, which will suit Sicily. So could be could be a good uh, insight from you there, Dom, and, and could pay dividends maybe if, uh, if people have the cash to bring in Sicily this week. So He's one, um, as I sort of said, I'm moving Sheasel on to Sicily. So I think if you have you know, a similar situation where you're sitting with a, a pretty weak D6 and you have the cash to move them up, I think it's, um, you know, it's just one of those things where you, 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 take, the, you take the proven player and, um, and hopefully you make a few points on people who don't have the money. Absolutely. Um, yeah, no, don't, don't hate that. I think yeah, it's a very logical option, Sicily, but just about the, the price point and getting there is probably the only challenge for people. And, and I think for myself, actually, I'm going to have to probably pick a bit more of a mediocre option around the, the um, Sinclair or around the Houston realm. Um, but let's let's move on to, I guess, forward... Oh, well, not forward options, sorry, mid options um, and, and who we can consider there. And it's changed a little bit even this week. There's probably two shaky ones, which is Jack Steele and, and UDL. And, and where do, it's black and white. Do you, where do you sit with those two? Yeah, I'd choose UDL over Steele by a country mile. I think his ceiling's, okay. his ceiling's better, his consistency's better, um, and both bodies suck. So, yeah, yeah, you're just choosing the better player with the same parameters, I think. Okay. Um, and then, I guess, Noah Anderson, do you think he's back? Um, obviously he had a pretty solid game here, 131. But like he, he did have a little lapse in the form. But Took's back. I think that's huge for him when Took's back. Um, do you reckon he's on track? Like last, let me just reel off in terms of the last five weeks he's had 120, 106, 102, 109, 
Jesus, he's quite quietly creeping up, isn't he? That's very impressive. Um, he is, and the last one's 131 with Tookie in the side. So, like, that's, well, I, I think, considerably helped him. I think, yeah, I think contrary to what some people think, like, Took being in the side isn't bad for, for Anderson. It, it's probably worse mm. for Raul than it is Anderson. Like, Anderson's still very capable of playing on the outside. So, if he's got a Raul and um, a Took going to dig it out for him, that's unreal. He can do the polish on the outside, and, and that's often what he does. So... I think I think he's a great option, and the other thing to take into account, Dom, is is what we've sort of seen when it comes to having interim coaches. We always see that little spike that you know the team sort of gets on edge. Everyone starts to wonder, you know, who's coming in and out of the side. What's changes are going to be made? So, I think we well, could see thing, with um Stuart Jew as a coach. Actually, all the players know where they're at. They know their position. They sort of feel like they've earned it. And when like that new coach comes in, it just sort of comes back to that everyone fighting for that position and that that you know, um, security, which sort of just brings the best out of everyone in that competitive nature. So I think that's a good point to make. Yeah, I think so as well. So we'll be, I'll be watching very closely. I think he could be, uh, he could be someone who's, you know, a last minute mid upgrade for me for, for whoever's underperforming. But I think that's a really good shout from you, Dom. He's been flying under the radar, but, um, but yeah, that's a good spotlight for anyone out there who's looking for, a, you know, more of a mid priced option that, um, has got a really big ceiling. I wouldn't say mid price. He's, um, Five sixty nine, he's um decently up there, but I'd say that's just above primo price. Typically around that five fifty mark is where we sort of draw the line. But if we were to com- compare the two, Darcy Parish and Noah Anderson, which one are you taking? I mean, this is hard for me because I'm going to take Parish because I love the Dons and I love watching Parish, and that would feel like more of a benefit. But if I was objectively speaking, I'd probably take Anderson. Okay. Um, and now that we've sort of saw a couple of games out of this man now, he's still at a super cheap price point, Callum Mills, 427kx. How, how are you sitting with him? Um, do you think, can you see him being a primo from here on out or do you think he's too much of a risk? I think it's more likely than not that he's not a primo from here on out. And I think you've, you've convinced me because I, I was really, really close to getting Callum Mills in as like a, a swing coverage between my mids and um, defence. And then you, you sort of... Can I just- yeah, you go. He's only a mid. Yeah, did you not know that? Cal Mills? Yeah. He's mid-defense. No, he's not. Surely. He's not. Wow, there you go. Well, that's the, absolutely not then in that case. If he's only mid, it's just absolutely not worth it. Yeah, because you said that the other week, and I was like, does he not know that he's just mid? <laughs> um, but yeah, um, so yeah, so you just affirm no on him. But I guess if you ask Chad for cash, actually, like... It's 4.27 and it could be the last upgrade you'd be able to get to. You, are you taking it? Nah. Oh, like, how much money do we have? Do we have 4.50? Is that all we're playing with? We're playing with like 500. With 500, I think you can find some better. Like, you can get Crips. What, Ollie Wines? Crips? You take Crips over that? Yeah, absolutely. Over him as well? Yeah. Well, Crips, okay. Crips has at least shown us enough. You know, to to yeah. warrant that. Whereas Mills, like Mills, were just banking on the player that he was last year and the role that he had last year. And unfortunately, their youngsters have gotten a lot better since then. It is hard. It does get thrown around a lot, which makes it difficult, doesn't it? He's just an ultimate swing man, and it's just not the position you want to be, particularly not if you're a good super coach player. Yeah, no, I tend to agree, and I think that's some good insight. I think um, other ones that obviously noticed a few premiums, like Lockie Neal's just been on fire lately. So if you don't have him, you could potentially look at getting him in. Um, but I guess the midfield mix has changed with lines coming back actually as well. And when Dunkley comes back, hopefully, touch wood, next week, not sure he is able to get those huge scores again, but 
we haven't been able to see that mix at all this year to really be able to um, extrapolate on that. Nah, not really. It's 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 a wait and watch for me. Um, as there's a couple of players that are in that boat where you just want to see a little bit more from them, but we're at the point in the season where you don't have that ability, do we? So mm. you just it's, at some point or another, like you were saying, you're going to have to pick people who you know kind of give you the right gut feel and, and run with it. Um, but I think, you know, what we're able to sort of do well is give you our best recommendations and, and kind of roll from there. And, yeah, I think I think there's some some really good mid-priced options. I even took Miller, Dom, sitting at sort of 550. This 550 mark, if you can manage to get, you know, around that sort of 550, 560, you actually have a lot of options available to you and, and you can probably pick mm. one out of that. Yeah, you probably want to see, like, maybe one more game and it took at least. Um, but, yeah, if he sort of just tons up, I'd say, this week, and then I'd... Definitely consider him X. You'd think he'd have a high break even too. Like he's probably still coming down, so you wouldn't trade him in this week. Yeah, yeah, he's still got some money to, to lose, um, which probably brings him a little bit closer to that 500k. Um, but I'd say probably the best you'll get him is 530x um, or maybe even 510 if you get really lucky. You know, he scores like, I don't know, 100 this week because his break even is 186, which is huge. Yeah, that's massive. Um, given given that small score he had when he got injured, um, was hurting him with a 40. Um, but yeah, like, I think wait one more week, but you could also like, yeah, 50-50 pull the trigger the week after, isn't it? Yeah. I guess um, in terms of other targets, forward line's super bloody terrible this year, X, and the <laughs> you really are, you know, trying to find a needle in a haystack with this last spot in the forward line. Shy Bolton's put a really solid case for, we've sort of touched on him a couple of times and, you know, Richmond have an okay-ish draw um, coming up. Are you seriously? Are you, would are you seriously considering him? Where Where you at with him? Yeah, I, I think he's um he's given you absolute rare. and the run um the run for me is what's what sells it. Uh, it yep. like the next two games, God, he could just go absolutely bananas. So he might finish the season the way Tim Taranto started it. Um, yeah. The, the the problem is we just know that Shy is so capable of not getting into games and if he does that, he's going to give you, you know, a 70 or 80, which is not what you want from a premium. But look, at 5.20, if, you, if you're willing to risk it for the biscuit, you could get some serious reward. He's got so much upside. Yeah. No, I think I tend to agree. I think um, we've all seen his ceiling be huge. Um, but I've got a really left field option for you here, X. You know, I, I think you're going you're gonna to try and get into me for this one, but... I want to put this on the pod because I actually think it's a really good idea. Jack Zebel. Jack Zebel. Trade him in. Jack Zebel. Yep, trade him in. Why? Because Griffin Logue's done for the year, so that role's absolutely locked. And I can just see North Melbourne's form just sort of declining over the last few weeks and just sort of heading in the direction where Jack Zebel's back relevant again. I can see it. It's, I can see it happening. It's an incredibly hot take from you there. Yeah, to be honest, it is a hot take, but I think it's possible. I like. I think the reasoning sounds, and I, I think that like they don't. There, there is no such thing as an easy run when you Kangas. Um, they do have West Coast in round twenty, which is that's probably the match of the season. It could be at this point. They both have not won in a while, have they? No, nah, and it is at Optus too. So at least it's something that are, that's favouring the underdog, but. It's it's tough. It's tough to to pick Zebel. I think, but if you haven't had him this year, you could go for it. But if you have had him, I just think it's going to be so hard to bring him back in again. Yeah. Well, that's I, I just a little left field one I wanted to chuck out there. Um, 
as you, as you say, if you, if you didn't have him, I think um, throughout the whole season at all, I think that's probably more of a chance of getting him in than anyone else is. Um, but yeah, I guess McCray had a bit of a down week X this week and the dogs, it is hard with them, isn't it? Because there's just so many players in there that are just capable of scoring 100. It just sort of gets thrown around who gets what each week. If you have enough of them, you're always going to hit a couple of times each game, which is which is the strategy that we've chosen. Dom, I'm really interested. You, you brought up a point just before that I really think could apply to a lot of teams that are in a similar situation. You mentioned you're in a process that you're choosing between Houston and Sinclair. I have both of them. For you and potentially anyone else out there that's looking between those two, um, which way do you think you're going to go? Yeah, I think I'm leaning towards the Sinclair role, actually, just because he, he just seems more consistent. I just like his role just slightly better than that. Obviously, Houston has been in a rich vein of form and, and has shown his ability to put up huge scores this year. But he isn't quite proven enough for me just to, to yet. Yeah, no, so I think I'm just leaning towards Sinclair. I think that's fair. I think like it's easy to get sucked in by 160. Like keeping in mind, he only put up 85 this week, so it's not like he's um, yeah. You know, he's gone from strength to strength, and he's he's continually beating the door down. It's, he's going to be an up and down rider, as a majority of those backs. I think Sinclair's still in the same boat. He'll give you up and down scores, but I um yeah, I think that's a good shout. There's another one to mention is obviously Jake Lloyd misses this week. He comes back next week. He's got a break even of 139. Probably going to go down another 30, 40K, um, potentially down to like 430. Um, he could be an option in the future if you really are like that late to finish your side and you, you are cash-strapped. That's an option. But yeah, that's very left field too. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think like in very small amount of circumstances would you look there, I guess. Yeah, I tend to agree with that, Exy. And I think that wraps up what was uh, the wrap and, and what is a trade guides for this coming week. Anything else to add before you, you finish off the potty for us, mate? Because I know you can to get away. I know last time you tried to wrap it up three times before we got to the end, but this time you sort of held your nerve quite well. So I thought I'd pass it across to you to finish it off. No, look, I don't think there's too much more. Just for everyone out there, uh, feel free to send us through any situations you find yourself in to our Instagram page. That is supercoach underscore spotlight. Uh, we're always happy to sort of see some teams and uh, and chat through some trade mm-hmm. advice. I know our man Griggy um, utilises that chain a fair bit, which we appreciate. Um, and also you'll you'll catch the uh, unfortunate punishment from the captain's challenge number three, of which I think you've loaded me up there, Dom. I think I've been stitched up well and truly with the, with the punishment, <laughs> but um, I'm sort of looking forward to getting that one over and done and, and really putting that to bed. And and uh, what it has taught me is that I need to focus a little bit more on my captaincy selection. So keep an eye out for those, which will be released at some stage, either Wednesday night or early Thursday. So um, looking forward to, to running through those with you, Dom. And, and I think we'd both be happy to see a push uh, coming in to the next podcast. Yeah, we would be happy to see a push. I'm glad you said that the, the captains will be out prior to the Thursday game. So that's, that's huge. Um, you've got that in your head, mate. I'm, I'm glad to see some, some personal growth there. Better late than never, mate. Um, And for now, that's the end of this week's podcast. We'll catch you next week with all the wash-up of round 18. Toodaloo.